Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcast. Today is Sunday, July 26, 2020, when we're recording episode six. We're super excited to be back with you guys. We know that we've kind of been on like a journey of figuring out this whole podcasting thing. We've, you know, been really following along with what's been happening with COVID-19, the Black Lives Matter movement. I know we've spoke out against Trump and his lack of leadership during the pandemic. We also have talked about George Floyd's death and our last podcast, which we discussed white privilege. So we've been talking about a lot of just what's going on and giving you guys some food for thought as we like kind of are trying to navigate the craziness that we're all facing to different degrees. But today, after going through five episodes, we came across this idea of gaslighting because everything that we seem to have been talking about, again, with the Trump administration, how he's handling COVID-19 and how he is ignoring COVID-19 and also ignoring the Black Lives Matter protest and what they actually want in like real change and the policy change, it really seemed to just culminate under this definition of gaslighting. Now, I know some people out there probably have heard of gaslighting. I know at least I had heard of it. Um, of course, I had heard of it more in the context of uh, relationships, so that dyadic relationship, romantic relationship. Some of you might have heard of the Chicks' new song or as they were recently known as the Dixie Chicks, their song Gaslighter. Um, if you haven't gone check out the video, definitely go check that out. They're coming out with some really great music. But this is what we really wanted to present to you guys that seemed to just house all of these ideas that we're talking about. So we wanted to just start off really simple here with the definition of gaslighting. So from the Urban Dictionary, the definition that we found was a form of intimidation or psychological abuse, sometimes called ambient abuse, where false information is presented to the victim, making them doubt their memory, perception, and quite often their sanity. So I think that kind of like, if that doesn't start to bring up ideas of what you've been seeing happening with the Trump administration or the media, we're going to break it down for you. So don't worry. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there who are listening to us are already being like, oh, okay, I'm... I think I have some ideas of what we're talking about here, but we want to give you some guys some more detailed examples of gaslighting. And we're going to go back to just some uh, some movie examples that most people have seen. I think Len had brought up a movie most people have seen. So, Len, what yeah, was that movie? Yeah, The Shining. Um, mm -hmm. What's going on in that movie is probably the best example of gaslighting because okay. Jack Nichols is Nickel Nicholson? Jack Nicholson. Nichols. Nicholson, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, I think yeah, Jack Nichols is the golf person. Oh, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. He's the actor, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jack Nicholson. Got it. But Jack Nicholson throughout the movie is just constantly telling his wife, everything's okay, everything everything's good. And she's like, uh, what the fuck is going on here? And meanwhile, he's all, all work and no play, makes Jack a dull boy and red rum, red rum. And she's like, uh, what the fuck? And she's starting to like question her own sanity because like, 
he's mm-hmm. telling her everything is fine and it gets to a point where there's literally just blood pouring out of an elevator and she's just like uh yeah i'm not crazy <laughs> like yeah. this yeah, isn't just got normal real. like yeah. yeah and that's also just like one like one way that gaslighting gets broken is that it gets to a point where you see it and you're like okay what the fuck that's it like shit gets so real that you can't that it's past the point where you're questioning your sanity you're like okay that's not that's not normal that's you know something we got to think about going off of that if you look at uh, if you look at the Trump administration, things are getting so real within that administration. We've got Republicans jumping ship. Hell, Mitch McConnell came out a few weeks ago wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. And promoting wearing a mask. And and Trump refused to do that. I mean, he is now. But the thing was, it was like Mitch McConnell. Yeah. That's that's surprising. Plus, on policy and different things, it's like the Republicans are going, okay. <laughs> I think we've been we've been gaslit here a bit. They're starting they're starting to see the blood in the elevator and going, huh? Maybe we need Maybe. to think about this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Do you think this cancellation for the Jacksonville rally is like kind of showing that or do you think that's like another tactic or something? I mean, I don't know. I've been I've been reading about that and they moved it from I think it it was North Carolina. Yeah, it was in Charlotte initially. And then they moved it. They moved it down to they moved it down to Jacksonville, Florida. Right. And. The fact that they've canceled this, because that's like the big Republican mm-hmm. convention yeah. rally. That's it. It's like, and they canceled it. So who, I mean, Trump said he canceled it. I don't know who canceled mm. it. But the fact that they did it means, yeah. means like somebody's attention has finally been gotten. Yeah. yeah. It's like shit's getting real. Which is okay. Which is great, actually you know it's like okay people are paying attention to what's going on especially with you know the the COVID-19 and you know with with the uh, the rising cases the rates of infection going up especially yeah. in Florida so it's like all right it's like okay let's you know see what happens but what it looks like is like they're going shit reality check we can't do this. Yeah. And it's also like, it shows that they're starting to realize that this can impact their safety. Which yeah. is like, you know, okay, well, at least if they're seeing their safety, they might start to realize this is impacting the safety of literally everybody. Yep. Yep. So, you know, wait, we'll wait and see, I suppose. Yeah. Yes. I think on that one, we definitely will. Okay, so now that you kind of have a better idea of what just general gaslighting is, we're going to go into a much more specific type of gaslighting. And that type of gaslighting is actually racial gaslighting. And the definition of racial gaslighting is the political, social, economic, and cultural process 
that perpetuates and normalizes a white supremacist reality through pathologizing those who resist. So the best example to begin to understand the effects of racial gaslighting and how it functions is with the counter protest, All Lives Matter to Black Lives Matter. I'm going to read this excerpt from this academic paper that we came across called Racial Gaslighting. And uh, it's by Angelique M. Davis and Rose Ernst. And what they say about the All Lives Matter is the All Lives Matter movement achieves three core tasks. First, it co-ops black social justice intellectual work. Second, it pushes black communities further to the margins of society by insisting that all lives in the United States are valued equally and treated as such. Consequently, it, it erases the centuries of brutalization and dehumanization of black bodies. Finally, it obfuscates the role of the white supremacist state power structure by elating over the specific targeting of black lives by state institutions and actors, such as prisons and police. Right. So that is like a really good example of racial gaslighting. Now, that's just one example. Um, this obviously this article came out, I believe, a few years ago. Um, but, you know, Black Lives Matter isn't just being gaslit now by like a hashtag or a counter protest either. They're being racially gaslit from the White House. I mean, you saw it when, you know, Trump came on and started, you know, calling out the rioting and like that was pretty much it. He didn't talk about, you know, what Black Lives Matter was looking to achieve. He wasn't looking to help them. He wasn't looking to understand them. I mean, Right now, we have militia in Portland, and we have basically what is a media blackout because we don't really know what's going on. Yeah, it's been a bunch, it's a bunch of federal agents that are taken from several different agencies. But the one of the issues is, is that there's really not a whole lot of transparency with the federal government. They're just basically going in these agents are going in in unmarked vehicles and arresting people without even it's just it's just completely violating the constitution they're not being read their rights they aren't being told they're arrested they're just straight up just taken off the streets and then taken wherever and it's honestly pretty scary that we that there's so little information that we do know other than that it is happening well that yeah that one report was two men and the one guy uh said that he was basically he he had no idea where he was he was just thrown into the van and driven around and then eventually he found that he was in the courthouse so there's like no rhyme or reason you know to this of like they weren't even these guys weren't doing they were just walking down the street which is just like what the fuck you know and the thing is maybe to set this up a little bit more as far as gaslighting is if you look back to Trump's tweets 
or any of the press conferences that he's done, he has fueled the violence and the division. Okay, there was one of his tweets back on May 29th. He said, I can't stand back and watch this happen to a great American city, Minneapolis, a total lack of leadership. Either the very weak radical left mayor, Jacob Frey, get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. And he goes on to say, these thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Walls and told him that the military is with, with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. Okay, so, you know, let's let's hold that thought there. And then let's go back a few months to when the militia groups, which were just homegrown militia groups, were had machine guns and they were standing outside of it was the it was the capital, the capital, right, the capital of Michigan. And Trump gets up and says, well, these are good people. Yeah. And and it's it. But but the thing but the thing to like kind of like keep in mind about what's going on with Portland is that the way Trump's talking about it and justifying it is that Portland is this like basically a war zone when in reality, the areas that the protests are in are a very, very, very tiny section of that city. And for the most part, Portland is still operating normally. It is not this like war-torn, post-apocalyptic idea that he's putting into people, like that he's right. saying it is. It really isn't. It it's one small part of town where these protests are happening. Yes, and uh, I read the other day it's two blocks mm-hmm. around around there. That's it. Yeah. The rest of the rest of Portland, you you would have no idea what was going on. Nope. I have a I have a I have a friend who lives in Portland and he sent me he sent me a little map and he circled like the area where everything was happening and the rest of the town totally normal but we're being gaslit and told it's basically a war zone and it's literally it's not. not it's not these are these are primarily pre- peaceful protests and it's like look you're always going to ha- have you know, in, in anything like that, you're going to have people who do stupid shit. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can't control. That's everyone. a given. You can't control everyone, but it's primarily, it has been primarily peaceful. You have moms who have been lining up to protect the protesters from, from these police forces. You've had the dads come out and uh, also they are, um, Military veterans who were wearing Black Lives Matter T-shirts were now standing in front of the protesters to protect them. The mayor of Portland was out with the protesters. Oh, and he got, got tear, tear gassed. gassed. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is the fucking mayor who's out there saying <laughs> this is ridiculous. And he's getting well, tear it gassed. Is. Yeah, there's been multiple mayors who have been tear gassed, and it's just like, this shit is insane. It's like, Trump is really the one amping up the violence because from everything that we've been reading, they're like, can you please leave 
Like, we don't want you here. You are making this, like, way worse than it is. And, like, this is exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about racial gaslighting. Yes. The New Mexico, um, Albuquerque, New Mexico mayor told Trump, no, we don't want your military or whatever this task forces he's put together chicago mayor i think has also told him the same thing it's like we don't want this um and and to put this like put this idea together is if you look to see what trump is doing where like those examples we gave between capitol building with the militia groups and the machine guns and what Trump said, and you look at what he's doing with these peaceful protesters, and look at and look and see how he's fueled the violence and the division. And now he's coming in and saying, "Oh, well, I'm going to be your Lord and Savior of that violence and division." He's created it, and now he says he's going to to stop it. But he's stopping it with with a police state. So just look at that. Look at that piece. And there is a problem. There is a serious problem where Trump is gaslighting the American people. And we've we've really like stayed on top of this. And we've really done a lot of work to be able to like ferret out what's real and what isn't real. But I know I, I mean, I have we have family and friends who are just like they will believe anything they read or see and it's not to put them down or anything but it can be really confusing when you're reading so many different ideas out there and people making shit up and making it their to their own agenda that's why it really is a good thing that social media outlets like facebook have started including fact checking because we we really need it there have definitely been times where i've where i've even looked at something and believed it and just shared something thinking it was real not realizing that it was something that somebody made up but made to look convincing right it's like they it's like taking a a tiny piece of the truth yep and then falsifying it to whatever your idea is of whatever i mean there's there's oh man i mean we could go well i could go on and on here but the the problem is is this is happening and we've really had to check and double check and triple check and more to make sure what we're reading and what we're finding is accurate and is fact as as best of the facts that we can get and that's yep. from multiple sources. That's from people on the ground. That's from legitimate news sources and articles. And that's like the best thing that you could possibly do. And specifically with what we were talking about, about Portland, the information on that is coming out fairly rapidly and is constantly going to be changing. Yeah. The, one, of the, one of the really important things I think to take away here is understanding what gaslighting is and how to actually like identify gaslighting. We can actually use the example of how Trump treated and is still treating the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, there's a lot of examples 
But I think talking about the executive order from June 26th to protect the monuments and federal property is a really good example because of how much it shifted the narrative, taking the spotlight off of black lives and policy change, focusing it on white supremacist ideals. That is racial gaslighting. Obviously, this is really affecting the current of the media and like you're seeing more and more like just symbolic changes happening, you know, more paintings on Black Lives Matter on the streets, which again, they're fine. But, you know, also the Redskins changing their names or HBO removing Gone with the Wind, you know, Netflix removing um, educational episodes about the harm of blackface. You know, I think uh, Community and Always Sunny in Philadelphia were two examples. But, you know, these symbolic changes are really evading the real issues that people of color are facing every single day. And what really needs to get done is meaningful policy changes. But when you're racial gaslighting the way Trump is, like you're basically dividing up white families. I mean, I know in our families, we have divisions happening. You have the people who just don't want to look at reality. And but this is like really causing fissures and it's like showing white people this punishment aspect that if they actually resist, this is what's going to happen. I mean, it's it's literally a show of force and violence and saying these are the consequences if you exercise your First Amendment rights to protest. And it's just like this is just all around an atrocity and how the situation is being handled. And it's just causing more and more and more div divisiveness within the country. I mean, I'm going to say that this is definitely for a reason. You know, we already know that they're diverting eyes away from, you know, the actual point of Black Lives Matter. But not only is it like diverting away from what really needs to be fixed and discussed and, and addressed, you know, we're also then not focused on the rising numbers of the pandemic. Which are rising rapidly. Right. Well, Mom, you had read about those letters. Oh, yeah. There's, I think, it well, it was 150 plus experts and doctors wrote a letter for basically to, to that would go to the government that the country should really shut down again because of the state of the hospitals in the states that the numbers have risen like exponentially. I think yesterday was like 73,000 new cases and another thousand deaths. It's been like every day a thousand deaths. Yeah. Like this is like some serious, serious shit that Trump is doing because he's not only now diverting gaze away from the things that actually need to get changed and addressed. He is also now it's also not just harming people of color. We are harming the entire country because of the pandemic because all the funds that are being funneled into these absolutely ludicrous bullshit militia being sent out for no fucking reason at all yes yeah it's diverting money to that away from the nurses and hospitals and people who need testing and ppe and it's like there's no help 
there's no help being sent to these these hospitals that are literally at max capacity. Yeah. And now having now like right at the point where they're going to have to start deciding who to send home to die. Yeah. And there are and I believe it was it was in Texas that the hospitals I think it was. Yeah, are reaching capacity and and they are that's what they're having to do is decide who who they can actually save and who they can't. And I also saw this morning that, check it out, but um, it was a ridiculous sum of money to outfit one of those police. Oh, God, I can only imagine. And it was like $11 to outfit a doctor with PPE that they are now currently running out of. These states are begging the government for help, begging them. And they are being ignored. They would rather send in these police militia groups. I still don't know what to call them. So into these cities and they're begging that these cities are begging for help to handle COVID. Yep. This racial gaslighting is really just to get us to look the other way. You know, it's a way to not only defect attention away from the Trump administration's activities, but it's to control the narrative by seeding doubt in the citizens' perceptions of what's really happening. Because we've seen it everywhere from people like going absolutely bonkers for putting a goddamn mask on their fucking face. And yes, I sound mad about that because it's bullshit. Yeah, there was a bu- bus driver was beaten by three people because they were asked to put masks on before they board the, boarded the bus. Yeah, you want to talk about violence, maybe deal with that. Like, they're getting violent over putting a face covering on, which doesn't hurt them, doesn't harm nobody, it doesn't cause any issues, it's literally a little tiny piece of fabric over your face, and it's like, white privilege to the max. It does not, in any way, shape, or form, take away your constitutional rights. And if I hear that shit one more time, it's like, (laughs) holy shit, people, do you, have you even, do you even know of what the Constitution is talking about, because I don't think they do. Nowhere, ain't nowhere where there's there is no constitutional right to ha- to not have to wear a face covering. That does nope. not exist, and that is why businesses can say things like "no shoes, no shirt, no service." Because it is the same thing. And quite frankly, the number of people who are, who are, well, you can't make me wear a mask, who are also the same people who said, well, you can't make a business serve gay people. It's like, come on, people. Like, why, why is it the business's right to deny service to a group that's been disenfranchised but because you feel that you're entitled to not have to wear a mask suddenly you're the victim and therefore what they're doing is wrong right and this is the this is actually a really good example of what gaslighting is doing in the country yeah because like that's why because there's no constitutional rights that is being violated by states local government businesses asking you to wear a mask but constitutional rights of protesters 
are actually being violated. The First Amendment of these protesters are being violated, violated, and then being arrested, like unlawfully arrested and taken into custody without being told their Miranda rights, without any explanation as to why. That's the violation of the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. Like these are, this is real, real, real shit here. That's, this is what gaslighting does. It gets you to ignore the real issues that are happening, diverts you. It makes you question your own fucking sanity of reality. This is what gaslighting does. And it's racialized because we have racist issues in the United States. We are built on a bedrock of racism. That yeah, is just it was how literally America built. was born. Yep. It was built into the foundation that America was built on. Absolutely. And we have to fight against being pulled into and distracted by these gaslighting tactics. We have a really good example of this. So I'm going to let Mama Lisa talk about this because she actually had brought this up. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is this is a really this is a really good example of what it looks like to disarm gaslighting. It was Chris Wallace who did an interview with Trump. And in this in this interview, Chris Wallace is asking Trump about the covid numbers and that the United States has one of the, the highest numbers and the highest death rates and such. And Chris Wallace is calling Trump on his shit. <laughs> it was pretty fun to see. <laughs> we'll, we'll link we'll link you to it. We'll we'll hook you up. Um, so anyway, so Chris Wallace asked him about this and Trump immediately goes on the defensive and he's talking to whoever's on the side to like, get me the numbers, like get me the paper with the numbers on now. And he keeps going like, no, 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 no. We have one of the lowest. And he's like, no, no, no. United States is in really good shape. So they bring the, this paper over and he holds it up. And he's like, look, 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 we're, you know, here, look at us. And, he, and I think, I think he compared the, he actually looked in. So Chris Wallace actually looked, Chris Wallace, that's his name, right? Yep. Chris Wallace. Yes. Chris Wallace. Yes. They did look, yeah, they looked into it. Right. Yeah. Because like in the clip, he actually like Chris Wallace actually broke down what that chart actually was. And it was like something with the ratios was off about it. Um, And he was like, no, that's not accurate because the data that it's based off of just makes the U.S. look like we have those numbers when in reality we don't. And he actually showed it like another chart and you can definitely do this research with the CDC or John Hopkins. But the thing is gaslighting is only effective when someone doesn't question the gaslighter. Well, Trump the whole time through that interview too, whenever Chris Wallace said something to him and he's like, well, here's the facts that I have. What Trump came at him with, well, I heard this, I heard that. And it's like, you're the fucking president of the United States. You're supposed to yeah. know 100% what you're talking about, not just what you've heard. Because this isn't the Facebook comments of a news story sharing, <laughs> yeah. sharing a local news story, sharing what you what you heard about something going on locally coming down through the grapevine. You are the president of the United States who, I have said before, this is the 
hill I will die on, the president of the United <laughs> States needs to be fucking accurate in the shit that he says anytime he says something. Anytime. And for him to be up there saying, well, I heard, I heard this, I heard that. Yeah. No, you need to know. And you need to know where you where you got that information. And you need to be able to say with confidence to the American people that this is what the fuck is going on. But guess what? You He doesn't. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what's no. going on. He's making shit up as he goes along. And then he's telling us that this is the 100% truth about it. And it is not. No, it, it, it's, it, well, everything I've seen has been a shit show. Um, but that Chris Wallace interview is an amazing example of what it looks like to disarm gaslighting and especially what Trump is doing. So gaslighting generally is like someone just really evading things, making you like, you know, twisting reality, but it's like unfettered evasion. Like that's really gaslighting. And it's like, if, you know, you're watching someone on a press conference, you obviously as a viewer can't like stop the president and be like, well, that's not really what the numbers are though. But one CBS news reporter did, Weijia Zhang, sorry again, I apologize for pronunciation and she actually was asking the president you know with all these you know deaths that are happening with COVID-19 why is he making this into what looks like a global competition and you know Trump goes something to the effects of well ask China don't ask me and she says well why are you asking me that like I'm because she is of Asian descent like why are you asking me and he and he said, well, he basically said, well, I will I I'm telling everyone to ask China. I'll say I'll say that to anyone who asks me a nasty question. Right. And then she says that wasn't a nasty question. Yes. And then it and then it leads into the Caitlin Collins thing. And Caitlin Collins was trying to be respectful and let her colleague finish. So she doesn't immediately start speaking and he moves past her and says well you didn't respond and she's like well i was i was letting my colleague finish you called on me yeah i have questions yep. and he just can't handle it and storms off the stage literally looking like a two-year-old yep. yes like mommy asked him a question and he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar and now the little boy is throwing a tantrum and storms off the stage exactly so really shows that any questioning that happens Trump cannot handle it and that also breaks that cycle of gaslighting that he's doing but Trump does it all the damn time and nobody apparently stands up to him whatsoever except these two examples that we have found which are great examples of breaking that cycle of gaslighting yes obviously with the president it falls on the shoulders of the media to do this interviewers to do to to like question him and not back down it takes journalists to question him and not back down it takes everybody around him actually to stop this cycle now we obviously know because of what's happening his administration he's surrounded by yes men because nobody's fighting him on this stuff that's why he's able to say and do whatever the the fuck he wants and keep thinking he can do those things but I think the most important piece to take away from this is that by at least recognizing this process of gaslighting and understanding 
the narrative that gets like put out there and being able to just like at least name it and identify it it already automatically starts to diminish the power of this gaslighting that's happening so if we can like pay attention to all these places where this gaslighting is happening then we can pay attention to what really needs to get done what the issues really are and get us through to the election so we can vote trump out exactly I mean, we have where I just saw we're 100 days away from Election Day. I'm counting down. I'm counting down, too. And I suspect that this is probably going to get worse before it gets better. I was watching, I was actually watching uh, Stephen Colbert. And he was talking about, like, the 100 days. and And he's like, Come on, people are comparing cognitive fun- function between Trump and Joe Biden, and it's like there is there there's no competition. Trump is completely unfit for office. Oh yeah, completely unfit for office. And as far as I'm concerned, maybe Joe Biden isn't the best at like on the spot speaking, and some people mm-hmm. just aren't. But the man actually gives a shit. And I mean, Colbert was really kind of funny with what he said. It's like, look, just sit him on the lawn, do anything, just get the man in power and get this other person, you know, Trump out of there. Yep. That's really like the most important thing right now is to get Trump out. So we at least get someone in. So we can move in the direction that we need to go. So, you know, if you guys haven't registered to vote, make sure you're registered. If in your state you have mail-in voting, make sure you're doing that. If you need absentee, make sure you're doing that. I know um, deadlines are coming up in August, a lot of places. So just like make sure you're on it. We are posting about registration. We have links also in our bios on Instagram about where you can go to register and get mail-in voting. If you do need to register to vote, go to usa.gov. All of the info you need is on there. It will lead you to the portals that you need to go to for your specific state. But yeah, guys, really, really like paying attention to where this gaslighting is, paying attention to what the real issues are and the actions that need to be taken. So with that, guys, that's where we're going to leave it. We're going to leave you with those thoughts. If you would like to discuss this further or would like to talk to us about this, again, we are on social media. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The3Podcast. And you can also email us at The3PodcastOfficial at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, The3Podcast, out. <laughs>